0: She had all the reason in the world to isolate, to cower down, to live a woe-is-me life. And yet, she became a woman of courage. She continued forward, putting her trust in God. So let's be women who walk in courage. God is a father to the fatherless. 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 Hi, moms. Welcome to the Help I'm Raising Fatherless Kids podcast. I'm your host, Laurie Pond, And Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Happy Thanksgiving. I want to talk to you today about living an encouraged life. If I had you sitting around the table, I would ask you this question, what does encouragement mean to you? Just take a few minutes to think about that question. And one of the first episodes we recorded when this podcast began was with Lisa Peck, and she talked about having a cookie person in your life. You want to go back and listen to that episode, but I love the way she described those encouragers that God gives us in life. She referred to them as cookie people. When you think of a cookie, a cookie fresh out of the oven, it's warm, it smells good, it's sweet, it's inviting. It's inviting you to engage. And you just feel so good, right? When you have a warm cookie out of the oven. And that's what we think of When we engage with those encouraging people in our lives, everyone needs a cookie person. Another question I would ask you is How have you been encouraged this week? Or do you seek to encourage others? And more than that, how do you seek to encourage others? The definition of that word, encourage, is to give support, confidence, or hope to someone. But in simple terms, it means to put courage in. My former pastor used to teach us this definition of encourage. It's to put courage in. And the definition of courage is the ability to do something that frightens you, or strength in the face of pain or grief. Moms, whether you're a single mom by divorce or you've been deserted or you're a widow mom by death, I bet you've had to use courage at some point along the way. You've had to do something that took courage. Maybe it was going to that empty bed at night all by yourself that took courage. Maybe it was going to the grocery store. How many have had a little meltdown walking past a certain section of the grocery store and you no longer needed to buy that item? I've been there. I couldn't go to the menswear department without crying. For some, going to church takes courage. It's just hard to do things alone. For single moms raising kids without a dad, no doubt you are using courage all the time. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. It is a message that is timely for Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving involves thinking of all the ways that God has strengthened us, provided grace, and encouraged us. I love that when Joshua took on the mantle of leadership to take the people into the promised land, Joshua nine says, Have I not commanded you... Be strong and courageous. Do not be dismayed. Do not be frightened. The Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And so, ladies, your circumstances have changed. You are no longer a wife. You're no longer living that traditional family with a mom and a dad. Most likely, you've gone through a time of transition and we're going to talk about what it looks like to live an encouraged life. In that transition time, you will cry out to the Lord, and He wants you to, and we'll talk about that. Challenges come. You're going to learn new things. You will experience desperation. You may even face certain crises, not only personally or in your community, but We're experiencing that in the world today. But it's so important that you continue on holding on to the promises of God and do not allow grief to consume you. Contentment is crucial. Connections with community is of great value. And we must confidently put our trust in God. That's what 1 Timothy 5, 5 says. Let the widow who has been left alone put her trust in God. So how do we live an encouraged life? How do we live courageously? Well, first, I think it's important to think about the things that will discourage you. What are the things that will remove or zap you of your courage? The first thing is that we listen to the accuser of the brethren. I recently heard that we have to be careful of listening to ourselves. The enemy is going to whisper those lies to you, and we do a pretty good job of putting those lies on repeat from our own voice, our own fears, our own insecurities, and so listening to the accuser of the brethren is going to discourage us. And during those times, we must cry out to God as our defender. Psalm 68, 5, of all the names God could use for himself, for the women who have been left alone, he chose the word defender. Cry out to God as your defender. Another thing that will quickly zap you of courage is having the woe is me self focus. When challenges come, it's so important that we look to the character of God, meditate on who he is. He is good. He is kind. He is loving. He is merciful. I love looking at the lives of the prophets and many men and women in the Bible, who went through some really difficult times, and they questioned God. And it's okay to ask your questions of God. But I've said many times, a pivotal point came for each one of them when they took the focus off of the woe is me, the why me, and they put it onto the who God is. Habakkuk 3, 18. This is prophet Habakkuk. And he declares, I will exult in the Lord. I will rejoice in the God of my salvation. The word exult there means jump for joy, regardless of your circumstances. I know you may think, oh, tomorrow, I don't want to go through tomorrow, especially if you're in the early years of going through a holiday without your husband or alone with your children. You think, there's no way I can jump for joy. I hate these circumstances. I hate my situation. But I want to encourage you. I want to put courage in that it's not always going to be that way. Ladies, your perspective will really make a difference. And you will, at some point in the future, learn to jump for joy, no matter what your circumstances are, because you have put your focus on God alone. Another enemy to having courage is envy. Oh, this is an enemy to our healing. We envy the lives of others. Be careful of how you Look at social media this weekend and through the holidays, because there is going to be someone out there that is living their best life, whether it's true or false. But it's going to look like it's a life that you wish you had been able to live. Or it's going to bring up those images and those memories from the past. And we often will even envy our former life. And we have to be careful of that. Paul tells us that we must learn to be content. He tells us in Philippians 4.11, I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. And when he wrote that, he was in a dark, dirty cell in prison. Contentment is a learned skill. And I want to encourage you, if you're going to be a woman of courage, this is something Worth learning. Isolation will also drain you of your courage. And boy, I know how tempting it is to kind of fall down that spiral of starting with feeling sorry for yourself or feeling sad about your circumstances or envying the life that you had or the life of others. And we just feel like nobody understands, nobody cares and so we just want to pull inside we want to isolate that's not always possible when you have children but even with or without children isolation is not healthy god designed us for community and yes a lot of your support and a lot of the community as you knew it does change and often disappears It's a statistic that we don't want to hear early on, and it's one that can be daunting that 75% of the community will change, but that's when we learn to connect with others. And Prospective Ministries offers an opportunity to do that through Hope Gatherings. You can click on the link in our show notes if you would like to be a part of a Hope Gathering group, especially if you're... A widow and you have lost your husband by death. Cowarding down in fear will also zap you of your courage. Fear is a real enemy, but as God told Joshua, do not be dismayed and do not fear. Ladies, we must put our confidence in Christ. Hebrews four, fifteen and sixteen says, For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses but one who has been tempted in all things as we are yet without sin. Therefore, let us draw near with confidence to the throne of grace so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. I love that Jesus was a man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. He is our high priest. He understands and he says, Come confidently to the throne. Come confidently to the Lord. When you are afraid, that song we've talked about, when I am afraid, I will trust in God. So to live an encouraged life, we must cry out to the Lord. We have to continue on, continue forward. We meditate on the character of God. We learn to be content connect with others, and put our confidence in Christ who wants to give us his utmost compassion and care. I find great courage by looking at those widows of courage in the Bible, those women who did live an encouraged life. The one who cried out to the Lord is found in that parable in Luke 18, where God tells us about the persistent widow with the judge. We are told that she cried out. God tells us in Luke that at all times we ought to pray and not lose heart. And he says, Will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry out to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? So this is a parable, so we don't know if she is a real person in the Bible. But regardless, God, whether he made up a story or he's reminding us a story, it's a woman who was desperate and persistent. It took courage to cry out day and night to this unrighteous judge. He was a mean man. And yet, because she was persistent, she had the courage to continue to bring her request to him. He answered her cry. And God says, how much more will I do that for you? God is not a mean God. He welcomes our cry. He welcomes our concerns. And he tells us, let the widow who's been left alone make those requests day and night. So that's How we become women of courage is just don't let the enemy lie to you that you can't keep asking for the same thing. Oh, no. Continue to bring your requests to God. And challenges will come. And there's two women that really show courage in the Bible. I've talked about her often, the widow of Zarephath. I call her the widow Z. And just to remind you of what's taken place in the story of her life, the prophet Elijah had prayed that there would be no rain in the land and that there would not even be a drop of dew on the ground. And then God told him to hide himself. So he would get water from the brook and Raven would bring him bread and meat. And as he's in this period of hiding, the brook dries up and God tells him to go to the widow who had been commanded To provide for him, the widow who had been commanded to provide for him. When he goes, there's a drought in the land, there's famine in the land. This woman at the time is not a woman of faith. She's going out to the fire pit to prepare her last meal. And Elijah shows up and he says, Give me a drink, give me some bread. And in first king 17 she says i have no bread but a little oil in the jar i'm gathering sticks that i may go in and prepare for me and my son that we may eat and die talk about a crisis talk about being desperate talk about boldness elijah says well do not fear go and do as you have said but make me a little bread cake from it first And bring it out to me, and afterward you may make one for yourself and for your son. For thus says the Lord God of Israel, The bowl of flour shall not be exhausted, nor shall the jar of oil be empty until the day that the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. Those are some challenging circumstances. But the widow Z had courage. She obeyed this command. Scripture tells us she went and did according to the word of Elijah, and she and he and her household ate for many days. The bowl of flour was not exhausted, nor did the jar of oil become empty according to the word of the Lord, which he had spoke through Elijah. And we know, ladies, that Elijah stayed with her for two more years. Keep in mind, she thought she was preparing her last meal and she was going to die. But because of her courage and obedience, God sustained her. We know the story goes on that later her son died, but unrelated to this, God brought him back to life. And Elijah went on to defeat the prophets of Baal. Amazing. I want to be a woman of courage. We are in desperate times. There is war going on. If God chose to use me at a pivotal point in history, even at a point where I feared it could cost me my life and the life of my son, would I obey God? Would you obey God? Living an encouraged life takes courage like this. And we know the story of Ruth And Naomi, they also showed great courage. Bitter was the identity they wanted to hold on to, but thankfully their story turned out for the better. We know that Boaz came along as the kinsman redeemer, and Jesus came from her family line. Those women are a great example of courage when challenges come. And then contentment. Ladies of courage learn contentment. Look at the woman at the well. She is at the well. It's not happenstance again. I don't believe anything is happenstance. And Jesus offers her living water. He knows that she's had five husbands. He knows the man she is living with is not her husband. We don't even know the details of the story because those details aren't laid out for us in scripture, we assume some things, but we know that Jesus said, you're not even living with a man who is your husband. So most likely she was looking for love in all the wrong places and in all the wrong ways. And yet Jesus knew that he offered to her living water. He would satisfy the empty places of her soul. He says in John four fourteen, whoever drinks of the water, I shall give him or her She'll never thirst again. And she goes on to testify and to tell everyone about this living water. There's no golden bachelor for her at this point. She found complete satisfaction and contentment in Christ alone. And then there's a couple women who continued on holding on to the promises of God, That's how we will live encouraged life, as we hold on to God's promises. Anna, she's in the Christmas story, and we'll be meditating on Christmas and the Advent and the coming of Christ in the days and weeks to come. Anna was a woman dedicated to prayer, and because of that, she met Jesus When he was brought to the temple to be dedicated, he came on the eighth day to be circumcised. And then 40 days later, he was dedicated. And she was there, one of the first ladies to meet the Messiah. And we're told that she continued to speak of Jesus. And what about Mary? Mary, the mother of Jesus, when she held her newborn baby, she knew he was born to die. She was faithful to the path that God had prepared for her. She pondered and treasured the things that had been told to her and the life that she was called to live. I love to kind of think about the story of Mary. Jesus was born of Virgin Mary, but she went on to have other children because we know Jesus had half siblings. He had four brothers, a couple of sisters. And we know that at some point, Joseph must have died, leaving Mary a widow, leaving Mary a woman left alone. We know this because when Jesus was on the cross, paying the price of his blood for our sins, he provided care for his widow, Mom. I love the story in John 19, verses 26 and 27, where he entrusts Mary into the care of John the Beloved. Jesus died, and then we're told that he comes back and presents himself alive after his suffering to approximately 500 people. Can you imagine that setting? He appeared to them over a period of 40 days, and then he commanded them to wait for what the Father had promised. The Holy Spirit would come. He was going to send the Helper. That's a lot for a young woman, for Mary, who's approximately 48 years old at this time. Jesus dies, and she probably has six other children in their 20s. She's a widow, and yet around the 50th day, we find her in the upper room praying. I'm going to read Acts 1:12. So again, Jesus appeared to them alive he ascends to heaven and mary continues on they returned to jerusalem from the mount of olives a sabbath day journey away and when they had entered the city they went up to the upper room where they were staying that is peter and john and james and andrew philip and thomas bartholomew and matthew james and simon and Judas, the son of James, and these all with one mind were continually devoting themselves in prayer along with the women, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Wow. She had all the reason in the world to isolate, to cower down, to live a woe-is-me life, and yet she became a woman of courage. She continued forward, putting her trust in God. So let's be women who walk in courage. Ladies, accept your season of widowhood or singleness with joy, obedience, and wonder for such a time as this. I believe God is sovereign over our birth, and He's also sovereign over death, you know my favorite verse is psalm one thirty nine sixteen that says your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all the days that were ordained for me when as yet there was not one of them that brings us to a posture in our heart of great thanksgiving he is emmanuel god with us and we'll be talking in the days to come about the promise he gives us in Isaiah 9-6. He is your wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. So take courage, dear heart. Live expectantly. Jesus is coming again. Practice hospitality. Gather together. Put courage in to others and know that your perspective counts. Continue in confidently putting your trust in God. That is the whole passion and mission of Perspective Ministries. It is my desire through this ministry to walk in when others walk out. It is my passion to encourage you to be a woman of courage. And so ladies, lift your head up, Look to the Lord, and I can't wait to hear your testimony of His faithfulness. Please take time to give us a rating and give us a review. We haven't heard from you in a while. As I prepare messages on the podcast, as I encourage you in your calling to raise children without an earthly dad and to look to God as Father, please take time to give me a little bit of courage through your review. And if you have not signed up yet for Christmas Hope, it's time to register. We'll put the link in the show notes. This is going to be a special morning of joy for single moms, widow moms, and fatherless children. We're going to kick off the Christmas season. It'll be so much fun. We will have music. We'll hear the Christmas story. Maple Street will cater our brunch. There'll be a craft for the little ones. And we're going to end the day ice skating together. You're going to make so many memories and have a fun time together with your children. I look forward to seeing you there.